welcome to the An African Conquering the World podcast. This is episode 26 of 54. The podcast typically covers idea issues around architecture and also stories and musings about my travels around the world to find opportunities in architecture. I must say one thing um, to start. There's a misconception about what it takes to become or to make architecture, what architecture, what architecture can and should be in these times. And that leads us to to glorify and put up and put out things that are not quite uh, important enough to be studied or important enough to be put out as the flag bearers of the kind of architectural thinking. Um, let me give you an example. You see, in 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 the West, um, especially in America, in some parts of America, and um, all the Western, all the so-called Western first world countries, new buildings that are being built are built to a certain standard, and a lot of the the furnishings and furniture and um, equipment in the houses are gotten from places like IKEA. So the standards might look extremely good in another part of the world, but they're the base standards of operation in the other part of the world. So when these standards are taken, uh, 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 casted in, in another light, for instance, in a place like Africa, it we're selling ourselves short because the the fight to make architecture that is worth studying or architecture that moves the dial and moves the world forward just a little bit is the fight to make unique spaces unique interpretations of of the everyday with um with with architecture so the fight for 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 us as architects should never be to try to make our our spaces look as the other space in the other country looks. And I know that this is said all the time, but it's something that has to be reiterated. Our fight is not to become this not to make not, not, not to conform to the standard of production in another place. Good architecture is the architecture that creates a standard, that asks a question, that is not done in a cookie cutter fashion that um, for instance developers uh, replicate over the uh, all around the world so we, we must understand the difference between a building that is done well to developer standards which i mean would pass all the tests it's habitable um, the furniture are probably like ikea this is not a sponsorship post anyways but the furniture are probably like ikea something of that kind of, uh, of nature you know and the furniture are bought from a shop and coupled so they all look the same and those um, those kind of buildings and, and spaces they have a certain character of modernism which has been standardized now you must understand that modernism the goal of modernism itself was to create standards that could be applied anywhere in the world to remove the nuances of place 
from the creation of standards such, such that all, all, all objects in the world are of a certain size based on certain heights and dimensions that come from a certain man. Yeah, so it, it means that um, a space built in the modern sense for a developer in, for instance, Accra, and that space built in, for instance, New York would look the same and we're seeing that happen over and over again in Africa with architects who think who, who are touted as uh, um, really good architects and they're not in a lot of cases they're not bad architects but they are architects that make these spaces and the spaces eventually turn out to be for lack of a better word banal bland they're typically white spaces with white furniture that um, that say nothing um, and have no emotional content. Architecture has the ability to make places have an emotional content that is not being maximized, not because um, developers force architects to not maximize that, but because architects themselves are trying, especially in Africa, have an inferiority complex that they are trying to wash away by creating buildings that look like the building, the, the typical standard apartments that they probably stayed in or they see in magazines. So it, it, it's, it, it's, it's not that our identity is being washed away because um, there's uh, influences from outside, it's that our identity is being washed away because we have an inferiority complex that we are trying to force ourselves to be at least the at least the a version of the West that is acceptable and based on their general everyday standards, which are good, but are not based on they are not created based on especially spatial standards. They are not created based on any measurements and dimensions that um, are Afrocentric in nature. And I'm not again saying that uh, thing, I'm not touting Afrocentricism, I'm just saying that for instance Corbusier's Modulo is based on the six foot English detective so all standardization that is based on on Modulo is, is steeped towards the that six foot average English detective's height and um, the average height in Africa is like 1.7 meters or something 1.7 something meters like I don't know, I, I, but it's about it's, it's between 1. 1.74 and 1.77 meters, about that. But I, I stand to be corrected. But if you do the the mathematics around the height of 1.7 meters, even if you don't really, it's, it doesn't move move you to do that math. If 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 you do the math, you'd find that if 1.8 meters, if if a 1.83 meter man needs a a seat of of uh, uh, let's say 450 um, let's say should we say 450 um, maybe 450 maybe yeah about 450 500 so a seat height of about 450 um i think it would be fair to say that a man who is way smaller say 1.7 meters which is 0.13 meters less should have a seat that is not 500 mm but i mean that mathematics can be done but it goes to say that the standards by which we have 
created um, these standard products, the, 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 the average height by which uh, the average assumption of height which we create used to create the standard products is not does not really work in terms of uh, all for instance all parts of the world so that standardization as a as a tool to make products standardization is a little bit bizarre and doesn't really work so that products that come from a company like IKEA that comes from um, Scandinavia and makes this furniture for six foot four 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 inch tall people doesn't really work for people who are five foot eight inches or five foot six inches so so that brings us to the topic of today um, pardon the rant so the topic of today is revolves around the basic assumptions by which we have used we have studied we have been taught and studied African traditional architecture and I'll run over that idea very quickly. Um, <clears throat> most important thing is, in a situation where the the, the 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 ideas of an architecture are being touted and uh, written about and sold by somebody who is not culturally part of that architecture, there's a possibility. For, there's a possibility for for there to be a loss of translation in terms of culture, in terms of understanding and things like that. So you must understand that, um, so that those those kind of losses in translation can happen. What is most important is not that loss in translation, however. What is most important is the fact that we fail to understand why that loss in translation has happened. And let me tell you why, very quickly. The bad assumptions that have led to the tra- an, an unfair translation of African architecture, traditional architecture, especially in housing, and has removed us from being part of what um, architecture, what kind of architecture to study as a frontier for new developments in architecture. Those, those, those assumptions are based on the fact that a house is a pavilion for living. That's very important, that a house is a single pavilion that has several um, demarcations, which are rooms within it, and that habitation happens within a single pavilion. So if somebody comes from a single pavilion culture and comes to a, a culture where a house is a collection of pavilions in free space surrounded by a nondescript wall. That's a very important definition. In Africa, a house is a series of freestanding pavilions connected by negative free space surrounded by a nondescript wall. So the architecture of the house is not those simple huts that are simple pavilions for habitation within the the, the, the house. So if you're going to make that a proper comparison, the room in the classical European house is the same as those pavilions and those huts, those freestanding huts within, um, for instance, let's use house traditional architecture. So when the comparison is made that the, the huts are the house and the the fence is the compound 
it loses translation and then the house becomes such a banal modest object that there's nothing really deep enough to study when we call our homes our traditional homes compound houses it takes away the fact that it takes it takes away the importance of the house as an object and the public free freestanding pavilions floating in free space it takes away that ideology that gives us a distinct um, characteristic as a people and gives our house a distinct way of operation environmentally performatively it takes that away and focuses on on the negative space which in several instances is not a courtyard in the traditional sense of the word courtyard being an excision a removal from the center of a building or from several parts of a, of an enclosure so that the enclosure enclosed space typically surrounds a non-enclosed space that's what a courtyard is but in Hausa, let's again I'm, say, I'm saying Hausa traditional architecture the courtyard is not a courtyard the compound is not a compound the house exists in what is supposed to be the compound so the compound is free space where activities can happen hence my definition of what a house for the 21st century should be the house of the 21st century should be a free space with pavilions where the occurrence of random activities is probable high or in fact is very likely so again the house is a is a, is a, is a free space is a free space is an activity space so it's an open free space with freestanding pavilions where the probability of activities happening random unplanned activities happening is extremely high look at how such traditional architecture in your spare time you can you start to understand all these musings again i say we need to rewrite the basic assumptions by which architecture has been studied from our traditional sense to remove the inferiority complex that makes us want to always be at the base standard of european architecture instead of creating or or um, reworking those standards for our own um, edification and creating spaces of emotion spaces that we is not to be an architect sometimes is to create the standard space we do that i do that but also to be an architect is also to create an emotive space a space that points towards a future a future that we aspire to live in thank you for spending this 15 minutes with me uh, this friday you have a happy weekend and please don't forget to Follow us on Instagram at AACW Podcast and please help us spread the message. We sometimes talk about important things, a lot of times not. But I'm happy to have had you you here. Have a blessed weekend and uh, again, share, follow and see you next week. Thank you very much.